Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic themes. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, your Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everyone. And I gotta, I gotta apologize in advance. You're probably gonna be hearing background noise and stuff soon because Vicky went to get food for the kids and she's not back yet, oh. but she will be, well, and then. then everybody will be talking <laughs> because, um, I don't know. There will be commotion. Just family life in the background. Yeah, and I don't have anywhere to record, so that's what it is. So, um, let's see. Last week was, well, this is the Wednesday after Easter. Right. And, um... So, happy Easter, everyone. Yeah, happy Easter. On Holy Saturday, I spent the day watching, um... Um, you know, Jesus movies. And I, I gotta admit, I still, I don't really like watching Jesus movies other than Mel Gibson's movie. Yeah, The Passion of the Christ. I, okay, I'm, I, I'm gonna admit, I have not watched that all the way through. I've seen pieces what? of it. And the Passion? Here's the thing. Yeah, The Passion of the Christ. But here's the thing. I have, um, I have, gen- I generally don't like Jesus movies. I, I don't like, I don't know. There's there's always something that I don't like about the portrayal or about the directing or something. Mm-hmm. There, there's somehow that that every one of them gets it wrong, and 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 in ways that that makes it like nah, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, because sometimes it's like, why couldn't you do a little research and figure out what it is we believe about this? Or, you know, I mean, a lot of them are made by Protestants, and they don't quite get certain things. Yeah. I'd rather spend the time just reading the gospel. But I find it very surprising you have not watched The Passion all the way through. Okay, I will sit down and do that at some point. Okay. Probably next Lent. Um, anyway, as I'm watching The Passion, um, I, uh, I don't know, a couple thoughts occurred to me, and I wanted to bring at least one of them up today, especially today concerning the crowd of people and how they reacted to Jesus because there's such a stark contrast when he rides into Jerusalem and then less than a week later, uh, people are calling for his death and it's, it's just weird. Yeah. He was being hailed as, you know, as a King. And I don't necessarily buy some of the explanations I've heard. I mean, he's coming into Jerusalem and, they're saying Hosanna in the highest. They're recognizing him as the Messiah at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then suddenly there's people calling out for him to be crucified. Are these are these some of the same people? I, I think at least some of them are. I think that's kind of part of the point is that, uh, you know, the crowds were were turned against him, who even those, some of whom were, were hailing him, and even his his twelve closest disciples and friends left him. Well, they left him, but people. Well, were no, they left him in fear. They didn't death. turn on him. But yeah, I, but that that's the point. I mean, the crowd. It doesn't who, who make any sense. Really... I have to wonder if I mean, okay. The explanation is they were he's coming into Jerusalem and they're um, they're wanting a political figure. And he turned out not to be a political figure, and they were outraged by this, so they called for his death. And I could be because he was arrested before that. Because remember, he was arrested first, and then uh, the um, the the high priest and and the chief priests went and milled among the crowd, agitating them against him. So he was kind, he had kind of entered a a sort of de facto state of disgrace then. Hey, wait a minute! If he's supposed to be our our Messiah, who's freeing us from Roman rule, how is it that he's now in chains, or whatever? You know, I, I don't know if he was in chains or not, but he's he's been arrested now. He's under their control. He's he's well, not the the guy that we've been seeing. That would okay. You could see that in a case where it's like he's coming to Jerusalem. Everybody's heard about him, and. They're all saying he's coming to Jerusalem. This is kind of a climax here. And so they're all getting excited. And people who uh, 
I don't know. I mean, who who are these people? Are these people who are religious people or are these people who are thinking, hey, we're finally going to get away from the Romans? But I, I have to think that maybe, look, he would just before that, he, he would go to the desert and thousands of people would come up to hear him speak. Would follow him. Yeah. He couldn't he get spoke. away from crowds. And people heard him. People, And I know that they didn't always understand. And I know that people kind of still were thinking in a worldly way. And he was trying to fight that. But I would think that more and more people are starting to get the fact that this isn't just a political movement. Otherwise, why did everybody keep following him? Well, I guess people follow political movements, but not yeah, only but, did, were people coming out to hear him speak, but he sent out his disciples in groups, and they had taught all over and preached the good news. Well, it wasn't the good news yet because he hadn't died, but um, he had sent them out preaching, and they had come back. And healing. That, and that's healing. The thing. I mean, he, I, I think there were a lot of people who were following him because— because they wanted to see, they, you know, they heard about, maybe some of them saw some of these miracles, some of these signs, and they wanted to, to see those and, and hear from the man who could do this kind of stuff as well. Although, you know, that, that's, that doesn't explain it entirely because there were a lot of cases where the crowd that he was talking to, they were there to hear him speak and then he would do something. And then the crowd was like, wow, who is this guy that, that even demons obey him, even the wind obeys him, even, you know, and, and so forth. Um, so it's, it's like they, they were drawn to him before they even saw some of these signs. Right. The, now this the is things, throughout, you know, yeah, throughout the Galilee gospel. and everything, but, um, but the things that he was Jerusalem, saying was, was amazing people. And then the things that he would do would amaze people. You see this building of a religious figure that people kind of, it wasn't just that he was saying things that um, they liked to hear. He was, you know, they, they, they'd they heard the different rabbis and they'd had these high priests who were lofty, obviously. I mean, he yeah. he went to the desert and found that crowd and, and it says he had pity on them because they were like uh, sheep without a shepherd. And he had become a shepherd to them. And I have, I have to think that a lot of the people who were calling for his death were not the same people who were cheering for him in the beginning. Like maybe we're talking about so mostly like maybe a lot two of different crowds. Might, might be two different crowds. Maybe some of those who, who were cheering him in the beginning, um, were. I mean, they arrested him at night. They didn't. I know. Nobody knew because about Because they it. were afraid of the crowds. Yeah. And in fact, you know, that's that's something that, that it, they arrested him at night and apparently they needed Judas to not only bring them to where he was, which suggests to me that, that he was a little bit in hiding with the 12. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I mean? During that during yeah. time. And then, but even point out specifically, this is the one as though these, these people that were arresting him had never seen him before yeah that's odd to me and also where he was going to be where there wouldn't be a thousand people there a big crowd they couldn't right arrest right. him with other people around they were afraid of him so they if were they were afraid of him so they're afraid of the crowd rioting but they arrest him at night and then the next day somehow the crowd that that's that's turning out for you know to to see the spectacle um and and there must have been some kind of you know the people don't just show up at at courtyards for no reason there there had to well, be that, something I'm thinking to, that because the, there was the thing about Barabbas that it was customary to release a prisoner on this particular day yeah. to the to the crowds and the crowd you know the the um Sanhedrin went among the crowd getting them to call for Barabbas instead of Jesus um but is is that I mean was all of this part of an already established uh, sort of festival cycle or or uh, you know Jewish Paschal right. cycle? Okay, that, you know is was his being there as somebody who was arrested and a prisoner was that kind of 
incidental to the fact of the crowd being there already. Well, you notice they he only gave them two choices, Barabbas and Jesus. So I'm sure they had so other prisoners. <laughs> but there were two that hung on the cross next to him. Yeah, they, he didn't offer to set them free. It was just Barabbas. No, but you know what? He picked it, the worst it, I guy, he, I guess. No, I don't think that was it. He didn't. Um, he didn't offer them Jesus or Barabbas. He said he assumed they were going to call for Jesus, and the priests went among them, telling the crowd, "Ask for Barabbas." Oh, but it's not like Pilate said, "Here, you can do this Pilate guy or this guy." He just offer said, "Them Barabbas." He just made it an open choice. Shall I get? You know, shall I release Jesus? And they said, shouted back, "No, give us Barabbas." I'm pretty sure that's how that went. No, no, no. Um, then Pilate, when okay, he let's called the chief priest, okay. So in Luke, uh, you are correct. He didn't say, "Should I release Barabbas?" I'll look up Mark. You look up one of the others. I'm looking up Matthew right now. Okay. Now at the feast, now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted, and they had then a notorious prisoner named Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you? You're right. In, in Matthew, he does make it a choice. Barabbas okay. or Jesus, who is called Christ. Because in most of the movies, of he, he, he brings up, up Barabbas and kind of stands him there. Yeah, but I, he never I think offers Matthew about the... is the one most usually used for the movies, too, yeah. for the scripting. So, okay. So, so yeah, and one he did, and, one, and the other one, it's open. And so... I guess we're back to the fact that... But who is this new crowd? The, that, there's I this mean, crowd here, them, and it, maybe it's the same, the same crowd, but... Some of them are, because remember the women, when, when Pilate washes his hands, he said, this man's... Uh, no, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, it's not the women who do that. When it's Pilate the crowd. washes he, his hands, the crowd says, let said, the sins be on us and be on, on us. our children. Yeah, this, the sin and of then, this man's blood is on us and our children. Apparently that was going to happen, because later he's... There are women crying, and he said, be sorry for yourselves and for your children. Oh, that's true. So, <laughs> but, um, so, okay, so. I, we have I, a I crowd some here, of them and the I have people. to wonder if this was a created crowd. Oh, maybe this is kind of like, uh, kind of like the modern, uh, you know, bussing in Antifa rioters and stuff like that. Yeah. These these are people brought in by the chief priests from from maybe neighboring villages and stuff. Hey, we need to have a big showing against this Jesus. You all got to come in and and make sure that that you agitate for for his death. It overwhelm his followers. Yeah, that could and be. I, you I, know, that's that. Could I mean, very who was well it, who all was again? These were the high priests, and well, it it was the lofty religious leaders and. Mm -hmm. They didn't like Jesus. So, but see, you look at their position in the Jewish community. They were, they were kind of in charge, but they weren't because, uh, they were being, because they were under Rome's rule. So it's like, yeah, they were, you know, Herod had been appointed. So Herod is from Rome, but no, Herod, Herod is the Jewish king. Yeah, he's the Jewish king, but he was given that position by oh, Rome, he wasn't was, he? Yeah, per, I don't. I don't think he was appointed. I think it was permitted. He had to pay tribute to Rome in order to, to okay. retain his his position as the king. I don't think like anyone that. saw him. He was in league, certainly a leader of yeah. the Jewish people. Uh, they right. did. See I mean, the he priests. could command stuff. I mean, like his father Herod had the the holy innocents killed, so he had yeah. real power as a king. But his power rested under the emperors. Okay. So, but people didn't... I mean, well, the fact that his uh, father had killed all those innocent children, I I can't imagine him being a very popular king. (laughs) That's true. Um, I think most most modern uh, estimations conclude that both Herod and Herod's father, Herod, um, were clinically insane. Yeah. So there were rulers like that. And, of course, there were the Roman police who patrolled. Pilate was there specifically because Herod couldn't control things. Isn't that the case? That's always how it's portrayed in the movies. I don't Yeah, Pilate's – in fact, I think, think, you know, even for Pilate, you know, being assigned to to Jerusalem was kind of like – 
Like a punishment. Like a punishment, yeah. It's like a, like it, 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 not not necessarily a punishment, but certainly not a place that somebody with political ambitions wanted to be. Um, right. And, but but his job there was to oversee and keep the peace and make sure that that all the natives stayed in line and didn't yeah. cause trouble for the for the emperor. So yeah, obviously the the people there, the natives, the people living throughout Jerusalem and all these different cities did not see Pilate as an authority other than that he could force them to do things. He had the power it. to do things, right, right. But the high priests um that would that was their connection with God. So Yeah. And they these saw are them the and even Jesus were said, gonna listen do what to. they do. Even even though the people didn't see them as necessarily um I you know, I mean the whole relationship between you know, so called church and state was, was very, very different then. It's it's yeah. not like anything that people today can think cleanly in terms of. But um right. But yeah, they they were the authorities, and even Jesus reinforced that with the people. Do what you know, do what they say. Just don't follow their yeah. example. So it it's like this group of men who don't have civil authority necessarily, but they do kind of form the minds of the people. And suddenly, the people are starting to realize that they're not all that great, and is and they're turning to Jesus instead of them. That seems to be part of what's happening. That's part, yeah, that seems part of the backdrop, certainly. And it just kind of reminds me of today's, uh, today's mainstream, well, not even mainstream, today's media. The yeah. America was formed on the media, the, on our, on our ability to communicate with a whole lot of people very quickly. Yeah. On, and, and the right to do so. I mean, the, you know, uh, the whole idea of printing flyers and distributing them. You know, right. In order to to you know, especially flyers that that might uh, go against the government. Um, you know, that was something that you know in Europe you you went to prison for stuff like that. Still, right. When America and was was being founded, and that was you know a part of the the freedom that people took to themselves. Hey, we can do this, and and that's why you know the freedom of the press was among the Bill of Rights. Even. Um, I mean, from from the earliest days, people trusted the press more than they trusted politicians, yeah. and, and for good reason. Um, and we've got this weird situation now that the people who put their trust in this media are being manipulated into into rioting and destroying sometimes their own cities. And it just reminded me of this. Um, of what the high priests had done, who were the authorities of people. They helped people form their opinions and uh, they kind of directed them in how they lived their lives. And they pushed them and manipulated them into at least threatening to riot until they could get this man killed. But it, it was, yeah. they were pushed into violence and we don't know if it was the same crowd. It must have been some of the same people anyway. I mean, the, there's only so many people in Jerusalem. Yeah. Well, and, and like people I said, in Jerusalem like welcomed you said, They could have, you know, called people in from nearby villages. And yeah. some of the people who may have been inclined to, you know, try to defend Jesus, then seeing the kind of overwhelming power of the crowds who have, you know, been agitated may have right. been a little bit afraid, even afraid yeah, for their well, lives. Even Peter himself was, was afraid. So I imagine pretty much anyone yeah. who wanted to be on their side and weren't necessarily with Jesus but was following him, then they would want to shut up because here we've got the high priests directing everybody to to do violence to anyone who's associated with the man. And it's it's a shame that something... That was happening two thousand years ago. It's still happening. The same thing that's happening today. That's that that is that is very weird too. I mean, it's the, the and you it, can continue to think on it, and more parallels come out. Yeah, I mean, the and the I guess it's a uh, there's a certain kind of person who would be in these cities rioting and burning down buildings. I would think there's only a certain kind of person who would stand there and chant for Jesus's death. Yeah. You know, I, 
you wouldn't catch me going to the kinds of pro even if they were protest even if they were you know like the uh the uh even if what was being protested was a legitimate thing to protest right we went to abortion protests all the time yeah but there was no and, call to destroy things it, it, and and you know morally you know, there, it may be perfectly permissible to destroy something as evil right. as an abortion clinic, but the what it would be completely unthinkable and and like just like jarring and oh, this isn't my crowd, and you know we'd be gone immediately if somebody yeah. came together in the name of being anti-abortion and said, hey, we're going to go up and down the streets and just you know knock out storefronts and drag people out of their cars and, and throw firebombs and, and right. stuff like that. I mean, you, it you know, wouldn't I mean, make it, any sense to us. Yeah. It would be, it's, it would be like, well, wait a minute. You're not our you people. people aren't really <laughs> pro-life. Are you? You're, you're a yeah. different group of people. Um, I, I think during but say you're right. there project Jericho, mm -hmm. uh, they would, they would enter into buildings, um, and then put themselves, they would just lay there. It was just a sit-in. That's all it really was. And well, every now and then, to to, you close the clinic for a day. Was was the right? Day. Close the clinic for a day so that they could not to commit abortions. Those moms, one more day to change their minds and save the lives of the babies. That, I that's think all it was. Every now and then, like if they had access to a machine that actually. Was used Did for abortions. abortion. They might. Well, they, they might, might destroy the machine, break it, yeah, or something like that. Um, that happened every now and then. But um, yeah, it, it's just uh, we've been to protests, and the people we would protest with, it it just didn't happen. There was no violence, and so these people protesting, it just seems like there's a certain kind of person who does this, and. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine that the, there was a certain kind of people who showed up as Jesus came into the city, and maybe some of them were just, "Hey, this is a big thing. Let's let's yeah be but, part of the party." Just but, that that you kind of a yeah sort of a a, a bloodlust, um, you know. Hey, let's go do some damage kind of party, uh, and you know it probably is exactly the same people. Today and back then, well, I, I don't mean the same literal people, yeah. but the same crowd. Same I mean, kind they, of they, person. These, you could probably take and transport one from one situation to the other, and exactly the same people who are doing that today would be the very people that were easily riled into uh, and agitated into doing that back then, and vice versa. And then we've got, you know, you. I kind of as I'm watching this, I'm just. I was kind of taken by the hatred uh, of these people, especially the ones who were specifically in charge of uh, torturing Jesus. And um, the fact that they seemed to have this hatred and they wanted to satisfy that hatred by hurting him. Mm -hmm. And the more they hurt him, the more they weren't satisfied. Yeah, the more their hatred grew. And, and, and you know... Doesn't that remind you of people today too, though? Especially yeah. the media and 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 the um, the media and the the leaders of the Democratic Party are like that. The, this weird cancel culture, where before it was enough to criticize them, then we had to cancel them, then we had to go in and ruin their lives and make sure that the banks wouldn't deal with them, make sure that yeah, uh, they canceled. Like you know, fundraising. You, you, gotta, like, to, you, you gotta stomp on them in every way, and if and if if. Uh, if if that didn't completely demoralize them, then you got to find more ways to stomp on them. And we see that kind of hatred throughout history. I mean, we look at the. I'm not comparing today's Democrats to Nazis. I'm just comparing hatred, the Nazis. Yeah, but it, yeah, it wasn't enough Nazis to kill the these people. It, it, it they made sport of it and they had fun doing it, and they kept at it. You know, it wasn't mm -hmm. just let's kill one guy. Let's just keep hurting as many as we can and killing as many as we can. And it's like this, this hatred that people seem to be able to be talked into, uh, is, it, it's, it's like a fire. It, I mean, it, it gets bigger and it's, it's like an insatiable hunger that 
that leads people to do some really bad things. And Jesus, knowing this, put himself in there and said, I'm going to be the target of this hatred. Yeah. Which he was hesitant to do, and he asked, you know, in the, well, the yeah, Garden yeah, of Gethsemane. The whole agony in the garden, right. <clears throat> so he, he, he saw this hatred very clearly, and he stepped in front of it. And the hatred, it seems to, I, it, it's just odd how crowds can be manipulated with this hatred. And I, I don't think we're seeing the last of it now. I think that's going to get even worse in the next couple years. Yeah, I think especially, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of interesting that there, there was this, um, with the development of technologies and, um, you know, then, then phones that can do text messages and then smartphones that are basically little computers always connected. And then social media where, you know, a few people can, can get the word to a bunch of followers and stuff like that, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And then that grew into phenomena that we started seeing like things like flash mobs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's almost as though people are being groomed to right. be ready to accept commands. It's and and then it's like okay, it won't be a flash mob of people that all get out on a square and suddenly do the same dance where it looks like they came from nowhere with with no prior choreography. Uh it's going to be a flash mob of people who go and, you know, tear a certain guy's house down and and uh kill his wife and 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 throw his children uh down a well or whatever, you know, the whatever kinds of thing it'll be it'll be really ugly stuff like that but it's like yeah. people are being groomed to be ready to do that kind of stuff and everyone else just accepting it or each each one just accepting it because that's what everybody else is doing yeah and it's weird how the hatred grows out of that do you think about like the whole mask thing sorry about that with... that's my dog guys oh okay i actually i'm hearing it in the uh earbuds and i I thought my dog was barking, but I thought, man, that sounds far away. Where is he? Um, you know, you you go into place. Well, actually, it's never happened to me. Notice that it doesn't happen to large men who have kind of a confident, um, assuming uh, atmosphere about them. Mm -hmm. It happens yeah, to women or to very small people. They don't wear a mask, and suddenly they just people unleash on them and it's mm -hmm. it's so weird because the whole idea of wearing the mask really doesn't make any sense at all and suddenly someone who knows nothing about it obviously is driven to madness over because somebody not wearing a mask not being yeah. like the other people why aren't you yeah. doing what the rest of us are doing you didn't conform therefore you have to be destroyed and it's, this, it, it will get it, ugly. You didn't conform in helping us torture this guy. Therefore, you have to now be tortured. It'll become that kind of thing. Yeah, it will. And, and I, I think there was some of that going on in the crowd with Jesus, too. I don't know what the critical mass is for turning a crowd into that kind of phenomenon. But I think that's the sort of thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Another thing that I noticed as I was watching this, there were... I mean, we've got the, we've got the the fact that uh, we've got the fall of man, which happened kind of through Eve, and then we've got mm -hmm. the salvation of man, which happens through Mary. But right. as Jesus is going throughout his passion, um, remembering that he left all the real work to the men. You guys are the ones who are going to go out and preach. You're going to be yeah. the ones saying mass, and. You're going to spread the kingdom, and you're and the yet, priests. You're the, I mean, the, yeah. you know the the high. This is the know, priesthood. The, the the priesthood and and the seat of Moses was always occupied by a man. The the men were the priests, and the the ones who um who could interpret uh the word of God, and 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 when God needed to, you know, when 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 the Jewish people needed some kind of direct um uh in, instruction from God. It was men that he worked, you know, spoke to. Yeah. Moses would ask God things. Uh, Joshua would ask God things. And the ju various judges would ask God things and so forth. Right. And Jesus didn't change any of that. 
So, so, you know, responsibility, labor, and authority all rested on men. And yet, when Jesus is ar- arrested, all of the men flee. All Everyone. of the men run. Yeah. Even, uh, I mean, Peter snuck back into the into the courtyard, but he denied Jesus. Right. But who's left? We've got uh, Mary Magdalene is kind of in yeah. and out of this scene. Kind of Mary, the, his the mother. Marys. Right. Yeah, and, there's and three Mary. Mary I think everybody uh, was named Mary back then. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But, Except for Martha. You got Mary, 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 and Martha. And Martha. <laughs> no, but, you know, like there's Veronica. Okay, you know, who wiped his uh, face yeah, there's Veronica. The, the trail? There was Veronica. No, well, that wasn't in the Bible, but... Um, no, but it is... You it know. is a... Yeah. I, I accept the story. I like the story. I, I believe the story's true. Um, yeah. And then, and the, the women, as we said before, the women who, who were, were weeping, crying. Yeah, I mean, he stopped to comfort them. Um, the but... uh, the only people who are not leaving him are women, and, and then maybe kind of uh, John the beloved. sort of John at the foot of the cross after it was all done, right? And John, Other I mean, that, he was a fiery one, but he only showed up at the end. Yeah. Now you know we may be doing some of these injustice. Maybe maybe they at least kind of followed him along the way or something. But I don't know. I, I could be. You know, it seems I, like all they I all kind that... of abandoned him. It, I, that's the impression you get from the scriptures that they basically yeah. all abandoned him. And then afterwards, who is it? it's women who go to the tomb and say, "Hey, we're going to care for this body. This isn't." Yeah, and, and it, but it's you know always what? Women. It, it's it's like the men have the responsibility and the authority, but then. Who did he appear to first? It was a woman. It was his mother first, wasn't it? Or right. was it Mary Magdalene? I I think he, it was both. I, I, you hear different stories. But he. I'm, but undoubtedly, he... I mean, the women got to the tomb and found the tomb empty after the angel rolled the rock away for them. Um, mm-hmm. And so they learned of the resurrection. But even in terms of his actual appearance, he appeared to a woman perhaps more than one woman, before he ever even appeared to his apostles. Right. I guess uh, it just, I don't really have a point on that, other than the fact that um, there's a special love that God has for women, uh, despite the fact that he doesn't give them the responsibility, but it's, he relies on women. (laughs) Yeah. Nonetheless. No, they're not. They're not saying mass, but he still relies on women. And of course, ultimately, he gives uh, uh, his mother Mary the, the the greatest honor that could be given to a creature. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, I I don't really have much to say on that. It's just pointing it out. It's just kind of one of those things that uh, uh, makes you think something to, well, something to meditate on while you're praying the rosary. Something to meditate on, and and something to. You know, that men, you know, it is completely antithetical to to Christian thought and even Jewish thought, if you read the Old Testament, yeah. to consider women as somehow insignificant. Right. And so, I mean, a, yeah. you know, when you when, find in, that in, kind in, of uh, attitude in many other religions, but not in Christianity. Yeah. Right. There's a special reservation for women and they certainly have a role it's just not always spelled out right yeah that's true that that's that's it <laughs> i never thought of it that way the it's it's not as clear-cut as men um but in some ways it's uh it's a little bit deeper um than you see what's just spelled out for men right um and and of course that that happens again throughout history when we've got um nuns who are willing to do things and go to places that men are not willing to go to um right i think there was uh did you ever look at the story of what's his name father damien i have not specifically in, read that didn't you write a, the, you wrote a book the, about him though right the priest in, no no not him uh father i think his name is father damien in, in molokai yeah in mm-hmm. hawaii at the uh leper, the leper colony. colony yeah yeah, there was a, uh, I don't know, he was out there basically doing the work alone. But what he kept asking for were nuns. That's what he wanted the oh, most. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. He didn't want help doing all this stuff. Well, he did want help, but he wanted nuns. But, and there were nuns willing to go who were not being permitted to go. But oh, it's, okay. It's another one of those things where women would be most suited for this and would do the best job for it. And and were willing it, to and prevented. Yeah. So was it, was it the, like the, superior, the, the superiors in the orders that were preventing them or, or like the local bishop or what? Uh, I think mostly the local bishop who was being, when it started out, the bishop was um, a big admirer of him. And then mm-hmm. that bishop was replaced by someone else. And oh, the guy who okay. replaced him was kind of jealous of, of his success and jealous of all the press he was getting and wouldn't let wouldn't let him really grow the mission. Uh, hmm. It's a neat... I, there's a movie out there. I know. And the movie is in moratorium. Um, as far as I know, you can't get it unless you're a pirate like I am. Um, oh. Then you can get the movie. And it's a good movie. Um, and then there's also a documentary, and it's it's narrated by Robin Williams. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And, and it's a good one. He did a good job. So is there a cause for Father Damien? This is aside I, from our topic today, but... I thought he was already... I yes, better sir? make sure that's his name. I thought it was, because well, I've, I've heard of him. it popped up, Father Damien Molokai, so... Yeah. Um, Saint. Saint Damien of Molokai. Oh, it is? He's okay, so he is... Okay, we just call him Father Damien. Okay. Right. So, uh, yeah, and he was... When you read descriptions about him, he, he kind of reminds you of our dad. He was... They said he he had thousands of projects that he just kept adding to, and he mm-hmm. would never finish one project. He would start oh. on one and then get distracted and start doing something else, and then get to, he was building all kinds of things, putting things together, trying to make sense of it all. But he was just he was a nonstop mover, yeah. and he was yeah. kind of a kind of a slob, and all the work he did was kind of. Everything looked like it was half put together. Oh, okay. But he, okay. he just kind of lived that way. And, mm-hmm. of course, he was taking care of an entire island of lepers by himself. Yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> what else. It, it's a really interesting story. If yeah, somebody can to, to at go. least find the uh, documentary. See if uh, I can find the documentary and, and I think that. that's available on Netflix and all the oh, okay. normal channels. Anyway, uh those were my thoughts as I was watching The Passion of Christ, and um, I thought we'd bring them up by the podcast. You know what else occurred to me? I think I think the reason I don't like Jesus movies is because even if you have a really good actor, and I'm mm-hmm. obviously it bugs me when they get things wrong, but yeah. aside from that, I don't find them entertaining. But I did find the passion entertaining, you know. And like, I think it's I think it's because I, of the fake accent they use. Oh, is it? That's weird. The, you notice like all a, of them have like a the, like a semi-British accent. Oh, okay. Even though Jesus they're speaking didn't have Aramaic? a British accent. Yeah, it's like would like that's not how Aramaic they talk. With a British accent. <laughs> so we've got actors know, faking an accent. I didn't pick up on that in a and language it's only they don't half even know. British. Yeah. yeah. It's only half British. It's kind of, it, it's not like, it like if it aside, they filmed it, it in it England. Just enough to make it feel real, maybe. Yeah. It, but so it's like, why not just, why not just use a regular American accent and have the actors talking to each other the way normal American actors would? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But see, in, in The Passion, he didn't use English. So you didn't really think about that. They're using a no. different language, and you're just reading along. And mm-hmm. so I, I think it made the movie a lot better. You know, that, but I that think they could, could be. You, you get the benefits of a movie visual acting, interacting portrayal without the, um, without the letdown of, you know, that comes with hearing them actually speak the words in ways that that doesn't sound Jesus like, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, you, you don't know because it's a completely different language. You got to go in the text of the words at the bottom of the screen. If you choose to watch it with subtitles. Right. That's, that's what I'm thinking about. And 
I will bring that up again sometime in the next couple months. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's that's all I have on today's subject. Well, I think that's enough. But uh, okay. Yeah, we've we've touched on a few things. We've got some news, but not a whole lot. Um, but it, I don't know. I first of all, we've got uh, Putin doing some things in the uh, Ukraine. He's he's accusing the Ukraine of provoking Russia. And oh. And by the way, let's let's be friendly to Ukrainians, um, and I'll just point out, it's actually Ukraine, not the Ukraine. Huh? The name of the country is Ukraine. Ukraine. You don't what say the say? Ukraine. The Ukraine. Oh, yeah. It, it would be okay. like saying the Canada. We don't say the Canada. Okay. We say Canada. <laughs> I don't know why I was saying that. <laughs> because everybody I think does. Because I, I was going to say you, the Ukrainians. Oh, okay. Could be, but but lots and lots of people do that. Oh, okay. That's why it's a thing with me. Okay. Well, uh, Ukraine is being blamed for all kinds. I think, I think pretty soon Russia's going to make is a move against Ukraine. making an Ukraine. excuse to invade them? Is that, I mean, it, yeah. I, I, mean, I that think could that's be what he's building up to. Yeah. But he needs, uh, he, you know that he's going to be in some kind of a power grab mode because now that Biden's in office in the United States, China is going to have kind of you know, a free pass to do whatever they want. Which brings us to other news. Uh, the Philippines are saying that, um, and this was listed as the Philippines. I don't know how else to say that. What country is yeah, the Philippines? The Philippines? Um, it, I, it's a collection of, of islands, but yeah, it, it, yeah. the Philippines uh, the same way as, you know, the UK or whatever. But but China's kind of crowding them in. The Bahamas. In their, their waters. <laughs> And oh, really? they're complaining about it, and China is saying, "Well, no, those bo- those boats were there because there were some dangerous waters or something, and they were just kind of hiding out for a while from the rough seas." Oh, um, but Typical this kind of thing wise. is going on in the Philippines. Apparently, uh, it was going on in it's going on in Taiwan uh, over their airspace. Um, mm-hmm. China's getting brave. And yeah, China is becoming bold, which I predicted yeah. that it would. And Trump predicted that it would. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I, it's really sad to see this because all we can pray is that we have a real leader in our country before we actually have to go head before to head with China. Late. Yeah, I know. Cause that or that we have someone willing to go head to head with China because yeah, if it were Biden, you, you just let him come belly. in. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, that's right. That's what half of Europe did with with Hitler. They just mm-hmm. let him come in and take over without firing in a, a single shot. Yeah, we can't. So we, you've got the the, the wusses in the European Union, and you've got Biden here. Uh, it's a perfect world for China to just do whatever they want to do militarily and otherwise. And what stinks about it is, no country would ever even think about actually attacking america because every household has a gun but and the china's want to get rid of that too yeah i mean they're they're kind of doing china's work for them it's like okay let's wait for them to clean themselves up then we can go in uh, nobody's gonna fight us this is this is a disaster building yeah i don't know how it's gonna play out but i can tell you it's a disaster building up here between iran china and um, Russia, Russia, I, Russians, uh, Iran's. You know they're they're in cahoots with China now, or at least they're talking to China. The Iranians. And I can, yeah, that it seems like a dangerous thing. It is, um, but China's using the Iranians. I mean, yeah. let's let's be clear who the who the tail and who the dog is here, right? Well, uh, let's see. There's another. They're calling it a mass shooting uh, in Cali- Orange. Wait a minute. In Orange, California, it says. Orange, Orange I don't County know if or Orange, California? Orange I thought it was Orange. Or Orange. Huh. I don't know. And I've already, once again, I walked away from the Lost page. The so I don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was a mass shooting. And um, I think five, four people are killed and another injured. Uh, one of them's a kid. Oh, wow. But uh, guess what the guy's name is? 
A mob. Uh, Aminaba. Aminaba. Gonzalez. Say it, can you? It, it's a. It's what you would. Is expect. it an Hispanic it, name a, or a or a Middle Eastern I, name? I, I think it's Middle Eastern and Hispanic. Oh, okay. I think maybe it's like Hispanic but Muslim. Oh. I'm looking at a picture. Hispanic Muslims now. That's. <laughs> yeah. I thought at least the Hispanics weren't weren't all that attracted to Islam. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're they're tools of the drug cartels, but uh, at least they weren't Islamic. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell what this guy is. Uh, they're saying that this was this was a personal thing, but I I can't see shooting a nine year old kid as a personal thing. he's got personal problems, maybe, but uh, yeah, his his personal problem with uh, I don't know white people is it was it was it a, the, like a spree against white people or what? I'm uh, looking at the victims. Uh, one of them is looks Latina. Okay. The look white. So I don't know if it's a so, race thing. Who knows? I, yeah. I, I, I think this is a Muslim thing. Mm-hmm. But we'll yeah, have to... Religiously. The problem yeah. is we'll never know unless you uh, If really it is a Muslim thing, that's right. It's not like the media is going to report it if it's a Muslim thing. Right. That, that doesn't fit their, their current The narrative. fact that they're not saying there's any motive... Okay, I, I'm looking at a picture of him as he's marching through the thing, and he's he's all loaded up with guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who planned on shooting a bunch of people, and yeah, they are saying I, I maybe they're saying it was personal to drive away from the fact that he was just trying to kill people. Oh, and yeah. I, what do you say? These things are happening suddenly. They weren't happening, and now they're happening again. I. You know, you don't necessarily blame the person in charge, but when Trump was in charge, this kind of crap wasn't happening. And now it is. So, okay. So, uh, Arkansas has outlawed uh, uh, child abuse by banning transitional care for transgender minors. So, a young boy in Arkansas who for some reason or other thinks that he should be a girl, will not get the uh, the hormones to make his body think that he's a girl. He has to stay a boy if he's in Arkansas or until he's 18. Then he can do it. But uh, this, is, I mean, this is a no-brainer to most people. I mean, you've got kids who who are confused and it's it's like if a kid said, I'm... I I don't think I'm really a boy. I think I'm a dog. And you said, okay, let's get an operation to make you a dog. That's about how much sense this makes. But because a kid can't be a dog and a boy can't be a girl, I don't care how many operations, it's still a boy and not a girl. Okay, so, yeah, you know, the the thing about that that trans thing, um, hold on, I'm adjusting my headset microphone uh i i never thought of this before in connection with that but there was um they they made a couple of um i don't know two or three maybe um like regular actor scooby-doo movies um and i I remember one of them was on i i've i've never actually watched one but i was like milling around yeah in the house doing chores or something while one of them was on some of the kids were watching it or something and there's like some part I think where like like the minds of the characters get interchanged and okay. like Fred gets into Daphne's body kind of thing. Okay. And he you know, he's like he said, Oh, I can look at myself naked now. And yeah. it's it, and of course, you know, it was just like a joke thing and and, that, and like later in the movie um, they're like still swap like and she like like she as himself like she was in his body but yelled over at him yeah. like like quit touching me you know cause he's like yeah. presumably you know stuff like that it, and it's like okay it's it's like right on on the edge of appropriateness you know for for the what you would think is the target audience for Scooby Doo but yeah. the thing is with this whole silly stupid wacky transgender stuff the joke doesn't even work anymore 
Yeah, I know. It's, it's but like, the thing you know, is, it's like, uh, the, it's the so, joke is true to life. Exactly. I mean, That's if, my point. If, if, joke, if you're suddenly put in joke a works. woman's body, the first thing a man you're gonna do, is, I mean, would think, uh, you know, hey, so, I'm going to go look at this. This is great, <laughs> you know? And that's exactly the point. The, the joke works because that's real. And the fact that the joke would no longer work in this in this transgender world that people want to try to build just shows how unreal the whole transgenderism is. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. So, anyway. Well, good for Arkansas. Yep, good for Arkansas. Okay. I've got a few things. Uh, none of them um, earth-shattering. Um Let's see. Superman, uh, the a copy, there's only a few left in the world, of the premier Superman comic book just sold in a private sale for $3.25 million. $3 million for this a is comic a, book. just a comic book. A comic book. Huh. Um, let's see. Uh, a Georgia man, um, I guess he, you, you've heard of disgruntled employees i guess he had a disgruntled employer and the employer hadn't given him his final check so he went and filed a complaint with the department of labor in georgia and the guy i don't know how he collected all these but but he in for his final check the guy just dropped off ninety-one thousand pennies on the guy's driveway i guess that thousand pennies which would be about nine hundred dollars bucks no about nine hundred dollars $900. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, he I guess his story got out. He was like he was distraught. He di- he didn't go and, you know, try to file a lawsuit about it or anything. He was just and the pennies all had this like weird weird oily stuff on them, he said, gunk. but but yeah. he was uh it was uh, he worked at an auto body shop. So, he was trying to just he spent a couple hours every night trying to clean them up and get them ready to be able to, you know, deposit them and yeah, stuff like that well in. the uh you know the coin star those those machines you see at kroger where you yeah. can dump your coins and then they always charge and i think it's unreasonable because you can give your coins to a bank for yeah. free however they stepped up i guess they got a hold of the story and they said you know what just give us the pennies we'll give you a thousand bucks well that's cool. and they took care of it for him yeah <laughs> do you, do you... <laughs> Speaking of uh, strange film on pennies, uh, do you remember? Okay, I, I you were so dumb when you were in college. <laughs> okay, you, you know what? I know giant, where you're going. I know the story. <laughs> it was a disaster. <laughs> you. It was not just that. It's, you had this giant bucket full of quarters and dimes and nickels. I know. And you had... And they did, kept disappearing. Six <laughs> brothers and sisters, and you would leave them there right on your dresser. What while did you think was going to happen while you're in college? I mean, you know what? Hey, I tend let's to go to the store. I know where I can get some money. Well, I So, what he does, folks, is he... Uh, he puts yellow food coloring all blue. over him. No, blue. It was blue. Blue, Okay. Yes. So he's thinking people are going to get into his coins and get blue hands. And that, I don't know what he thought that would accomplish. Then I can say, oh, I know you got into my coins now. No, I didn't tell mom and dad. Okay, but you you only came by. Well, no, she said you, you were only there. Like you were gone for months at a time. How are you going to know if I have blue hands? (laughs) Well, maybe it was the, 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 uh, the dissuasion thing like okay they'll do it once they'll get blue hands oh, they won't like silly. that and they won't do that again well, no <laughs> that didn't is, happen we just all live well, with blue okay, hands what I didn't for a realize, while what i didn't realize was <laughs> i didn't think this through because food coloring does not stain the coins it just runs off of them yeah and so it collected at the bottom mostly except where it caught in the various ridges of the coins and then i forgot yeah. about the I forgot about the food coloring. And what did I do? I just grabbed the cup on my way out to a poker night. <laughs> so all the guys playing poker had blue hands. Somebody and I'm like, blue. Danny, what is like, with what this blue? Heck? Who's got blue coins? This was a die pack, like from a bank <laughs> something robbery like or something. Well, you know, that's where I got the idea. 
Every one of your brothers and sisters had blue hands until a week before you came home from college, and then we stopped getting into them. <laughs> and your buddies never asked you, hey, why are your hands blue? We all knew. Oh, you told your buddies about Nobody it. Nobody cared. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, I, <laughs> I know my hands are we blue. We have blue coins. my brother yeah. colored his, his coins. <laughs> Oh. All right. So anyway, uh, let's see. In Virginia, a uh, high school student was napping in a school bus when suddenly a deer crashed through the windshield of the bus and landed on the student. Wow. 15-year-old uh... Brendan Martin of, of Powhatan High School. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Not injured, uh, but he was a little bit shocked. <laughs> I would be too. A deer? I was trying to sleep. Just... I woke up to something on my back. <laughs> the bus driver pulled over and opened the door, and the deer bounded out and, and left, uh, apparently uninjured as well, but somehow jumped through the windshield. <laughs> that could that could have been that is so extremely weird. dangerous. Tragic. Oh. Catastrophic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, I've got a story about... Uh, let's see. This is Uncle is Dave. This the I was not story? in the oh, car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what? This isn't okay. Never mind. I okay. thought you were going to tell yeah, the I was in the car about deer jumping. I was in the car, or I was not in the car, but Pee Wee and one of the other kids, I can't remember which one, told me about it. <clears throat> There's a buck in the road, and it's got a pretty big rack, and mm-hmm. Uncle Dave stops the truck. And the buck's just standing there looking at him. And, um, you know, he's just waiting for him to go, but the buck isn't going. So all of a sudden the buck starts shaking his head. And then he starts stomping his uh, hoof on the ground. And and Is that like getting ready to fight kind of behavior? Yeah. Yeah. It's like getting ready to charge. Uncle Dave's like, he's got kids in the car. He's like, everybody get down. And... Pee-wee, of course, didn't get down. He's just looking. And he put the, I think he had that that old green truck. He put the truck into gear and then, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, popped the clutch and started taking off. He kind of swerved over to the side of the road just as the buck was making a charge. And the buck hit the car behind him. Oh, Uh, wow. Wow. he, He went into the windshield. I don't think he went through the windshield. He just broke it. And yeah. kind of bounced off it and then ran away. But, uh. Man, something about Uncle Dave's truck angered him. Yeah. Or maybe Uncle Dave. I don't know. Something They're, about Uncle Dave peering through that windshield. This is a weird group of characters. <laughs> That's but right. I remember that old truck. That, that truck was. Me too. Uh, I loved that truck. I remember Uncle Dave then, trying to. I don't know, roll cigarettes or something while he was driving it and driving into the ditch on the side of the road. What? When did oh, that Oh, we were out, we were out up, 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 it was one of the, the, uh, hunting trips up at the farm and we were going somewhere in the truck and oh, okay. he's like, he's like doing something. I think he was, I think he was rolling a cigarette. I think he was rolling his own cigarettes then, but he was doing something, not paying attention to the road at all. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'm like, oh, he knows what he's doing. He's done this before. Sure. And the truck's drifting and drifting. And then it's like in the ditch. And this was, you know, <laughs> this wasn't just a shoulder. It was a ditch. And yeah. suddenly he wakes up. Oh, oh my. And, you know, pulls back onto the road. <laughs> After like, he got well, rid of that Maybe I should have said something. Like, hey, hey, uh, you're, you want me to grab the steering wheel? Heads up, heads up, Uncle Dave. <laughs> yeah. After he got rid of that truck, he got this mail Jeep. Oh, really? Uh, which, yeah, so it was... And, you know, he repainted it to make it look more like a Callahan car. And, mm-hmm. um, like but the, brush? the steering wheel was on the wrong side. Yeah, because it's a mail truck. Yeah. So, but Pee Wee would always, me and Pee Wee would go out in this mail truck. I tell you what, it is the weirdest thing sitting in the driver's seat and not being able to drive. And not it driving? Nerve wracking. <laughs> and then, so. We would do weird things like, uh, you know, we'd be driving down the highway and he'd pass someone and I'd stick my head out the window looking behind me, acting as because if it I'm looks like you're the driver. Yeah, it looks like I'm the driver and I'm looking behind me. 
We did all kinds of <laughs> stupid things like that when he had that mail truck. All right. <sighs> yes, I, indeed. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know which order to do these. Okay, I'm going to do the baseball next. Uh, strange. Um, on opening day, uh, strange play for the L.A. Dodgers. Um, you're almost done what? Oh, with your Did you hear that? Uh, oh, right. you did hear that because I, I muted I... my microphone, but not the phone. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So, anyway. I was telling Bella that we're, because she's waiting for the computer. Okay, so uh, Cody Bellinger hit uh, what should have been a two-run homer um, to that should have given the Dodgers a 2-0 opening lead against the uh, Colorado Rockies. So what happened was uh, the ball bounced off of the outfielder's glove and went over the fence. So it's a home run. There was a guy already on base, Justin Turner, and he was running, but he thought that the guy had actually caught the ball. Because he saw it land in his glove. He saw it land in his glove, and he didn't see it bounce over the fence. But the thing is, if if, if the ball is caught, um, you got to go back and tag up on the base before you can continue running. Even if you do have time to run, you got to tag up first and hit that base before you can run if it's actually been caught. Uh, Otherwise, you could, you know... It's automatic, you know, Get whatever. He, you can you can be tagged on yeah. your way back to tag up, and so anyway. But but Bellinger knew that it had gone over, so Turner's going back to whatever base he was on, and Bellinger's trying to motion him. No, no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> uh, and they they crossed each other. Well, that's the other thing. You're not allowed to pass the runner in front of you in baseball. Really. So, Yes, really. That so seems what happened, like a rule that wouldn't come up very often. It, when would it ever come up? Yeah. Well, it, it came up this time. So both runners ended up being, you know, rounding the bases and going home. But because he passed up the runner, Bellinger's run was disqualified. He wow. was the one who actually hit the home run. The guy that was already on base came in. His was the run that counted. Dodgers only got one run. Uh, and it wow. was counted as an RBI instead of a uh, home run. Yeah, <laughs> so, that stinks. <laughs> it does stink, but it it was like one once Those in a once in a once in a career kind of play that that yeah. it would ever happen that way. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So anyway, season of baseball, was, guys, it's on. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I don't know. You you know the whole thing with baseball, and now they're. Wait, did they say they're not going to play the World Series in Georgia or whatever because of? I don't know, and you know what? I don't. Line. I don't. So, gosh, oh, the Georgia's Georgia's actually becoming smart about voting laws, and now everybody wants to get down on them about it and be stupid about it. So, yeah, it's a whole... I, I I haven't been watching sports, and I won't watch sports until uh, the people who are in sports decide to stop pretending that they know anything else besides sports. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, the thing is, I for a long time, I thought men put way too much emphasis on sports and spend way and too much time talking about them and everything. And Yeah, yeah, because every, everywhere you go, th- like, if you can't talk about last night's game, you can't even be in the conversation. Right. And it, and it always kind of, it just kind of bothered me, and I would ridicule people who are... Uh, who do that, which is basically mm-hmm. almost Everybody. the entire masculine <laughs> side of humanity. America. And, yeah. But now now I've got a reason. These people are yeah. communists. Yeah. Almost all of them are. And they're all it's taking like, oh, money yeah. from China. Did you catch I, the Chinese playoffs? I just... I, I would... That's all I'm going to say about it. Yep. Okay, well, moving on to the last story, a West Virginian man, um, this is kind of like a story within a story. So he helped, he, he's sentenced for helping his wife to try to fake her death, but she was trying to fake her death because she's already been sentenced to jail time for, um, healthcare fraud. So I don't know exactly what the healthcare fraud, it doesn't go into the details of the healthcare fraud. But she had several sentences pending for that, and so they decided together, I suppose, well, you know what, if I'm dead, then I don't have to go to jail. So she went and hid at home in her house 
while he reported yeah. that she had fallen off a cliff in the something called the new the new river gorge not the red river gorge but the new river gorge prompted yeah, a massive search by authorities and everything um which yeah, it's pretty bad if you know if you're going to perpetrate yeah. a a fake death i mean at least try to make it as as convenient for people as possible right um, because guys got to go down in these uh, gorges and some of these rushing can rivers be and try to find yeah. people it's uh so hmm. later state police found her hiding in her home basically so, committing health fraud again <laughs> health fraud but you know obstruction of justice because what he was trying to yeah. do is prevent her from serving a sentence so uh not cool if i were going to fake my you know wife's what? death i just i i think i would do it on the ocean or something you know yeah yeah well you know what i mean if if i were going to go if i were going to go that out there to avoid a consequence i would just say you know what let's let's sell everything let's we have and take the cash and and go to some country, small country, without an extradition treaty with the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine the jail time for the health fraud being that serious. I mean, a couple. It of was years. like a few years. It was. It was. Yeah. It was yeah. a few years. It wasn't like okay. like twenty years or anything like that. It, it was like a few years. Right. So, yeah, just completely <laughs> do that on your head. Um, That's right. You know, the other thing is, I guess women wouldn't worry about this as much, but. Uh, I, as a man, I would never, ever fake my death to where I was relying on my wife. I mean, no basically, at if that point, she can death, kill you anytime yeah. she wants. Yeah, yeah she's got it and, all. And no one and, would ever question. Yeah, that's, that's putting right. way too much power into his hands. Her hands. Or and, her yeah, hands, in this if case, it was in, me. Into his hands, right. Yeah, no, I, no, no, no. If I'm going to fake my death, I'm the only one who knows it. Yeah. I, 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 if, if I, if I don't, you know, if I don't suspect my wife, I might fake my death and then I might go somewhere and I might find some way to, to have a, you know, a lucrative other career and send her money once in a while in a way that right. she doesn't know it's for me. But if I'm going to fake my death, I'm the only one who knows. Yeah. I'm not going to give my wife the opportunity to kill me and not have to answer for it. That's, That's just right. silly. Or to expose you. Just holding or it over your head. She gets mad yeah. at you. It's like, hey, it's I'm like, going to go well, tell you know him. What? <laughs> I know where Eric is. Oh, well. Anyway, all that's all got? I got. Okay. I guess we're going to wrap up and I'm going to finally eat because the food's been here for an hour. Oh, wow. Good thing um, we have microwaves. Yeah. Well, folks, think about what we said and we'll see you next week. And as always... Circle them beads. Keep praying, and we need the prayers, and let's not let ourselves be uh, manipulated by high priests or <laughs> That's right. Re media. Resist the manipulation of the, the media high priests. Yeah. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.